Ciao, this is Lucas. Welcome to the Toast of the Wildies, podcast for ambitious Toastmasters willing to raise their game. Every Wednesday, a new episode comes out in which I interview a guest willing to share their insights about applying what they learn in Toastmasters in their professional career so that you can do the same. Today's guest is John Cheng. John is a professor at Xichen University in Taipei, Taiwan, and a member of a Toastmasters Club Leadership Village. Earlier in his career, he had various senior management positions in banking, among them Senior Vice President Corporate Banking at the Taiwan desk in HSBC in Shanghai. We talk about the differences in Toastmasters cultures in his former corporate club in Shanghai and his current club in Taiwan, about the wrong reasons to get feedback, about motivation to volunteer, and many other things. John, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that you accepted the invitation. John, the very first thing I wanted to ask you is, you said that you joined Toastmasters 15 years ago. Do you think you could briefly describe the moment when you arrived to your first Toastmasters meeting? Okay, thank you. I was... uh... I've been a banker for some 34 years. At that time, I was uh, appointed as a representative for HSBC Taipei uh, in Shanghai. So actually, I attended HSBC Bank's Toastmaster Club in Shanghai. So that's uh, that's the first time I ever joined Toastmasters mm-hmm. Club. Mm-hmm. And I remember your motivation was you didn't necessarily do it to improve your speaking skills, but you wanted to connect better with your colleagues. Is that right? Yeah, that is correct. So basically, uh, this is Chinese, uh, most of my colleagues from China. So, so, So actually, you will not have too much improvement areas for improvement. We're just, we're peers. And many of them are my subordinates. But that is not the main reason. The main reason is I would like to reach more of our Chinese colleagues in China. Mm-hmm. So that was the reason. Mm-hmm. And how did it, did, did it help? Did joining Toastmaster Clubs help yeah. with that? Those, definitely. By reaching different people, because uh, Toastmasters are like-minded person. Basically, people are very interested in learning. So by doing that, I have a lot of contacts with a lot of people, and uh, which I would never be able to to have reach them during my uh, ordinary course of actions. Mm-hmm. Can Can you think of an example, maybe one or two notable people that you still remember that you managed to meet through that Toastmaster Club? Well, I, I will mention one one of actually she is a staff of mine. I recommend her. I say, okay, please go. This is wonderful. Uh, she's from China. She's not from Shanghai. She's from uh, a small little bit called Taizhou in Zhejiang province. So actually, if you are in Shanghai, you know that basically these are the people are the best of the best of best to be able to go. This you know, China used to be a socialist country, still is. Used to be a communist country, still is. So it's uh, now they're opening up. So this really uh, go to a foreign bank, uh, multinational bank is very prestigious. So you have the best of the best people to go, especially people coming from out of the 
Shanghai area because it's much more difficult. So actually, she's very extremely uh, c- capable person. But there's something, uh, uh, if I may, I will share with you the difference between because that that was 15 years ago, probably is different. But it's this unique situation. You know, uh, if you are you live in Shanghai, you know how competitive it is. Actually, uh, it's one child policy. So to, for them to be able to get even into the door of HSBC, they have to really kick and uh, get a lot of people out of their way before they can reach that. So it's very extremely competitive. So that is the attitude she can with uh, to come to the Toastmasters. In those days, we have still have a, a CC manual, competent communicator manual. So it's about 10 speeches. The role, the goal of her is to reach, finish the 10 topics as soon as possible. Wow. Then you will just, then just close his hands. That's it. So actually, this is a, it's extremely competitive, but it's but that is not Toastmaster. Toastmaster is to it's mutually supportive. It is the it, it, it is the camaraderie that that is uh, the matters. So actually, it's something like you go there, you squeeze everything, and you will not give even a cent back. I'm here to take. I take it as soon as possible. Then I will go. So. This is very difficult, but she's doing very well, of course, in that part. But unfortunately, if she can, there's something I learned. If you can go just a little bit further, you'll learn the leadership skill. You'll learn the, and, and much more profound things because it's, oh, it's like the life, uh, the life we're having. It's not making money. You get as much money as possible in the shortest period of time. And that is not the purpose. Certainly not those masters. I don't know. Is the the, uh, the comparison may not be correct, but that is the feeling. Mm-hmm. Understand. So that's just... the example I, have, I would like to share with you. It is yeah. very striking examples. It's 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 very it's very interesting, and I can I can imagine, and I believe that in uh, our part in the Central and Eastern Europe, it probably is not. It's probably not as competitive. However, it varies in it varies by country. In some countries, it's a little bit more competitive, in some a little bit less. And also, each of the countries has its own, let's say, national culture. And also, each of the Toastmasters organizations or clubs have, have their own culture. What I'm what I'm wondering is... So, okay, so you had, you had this idea how Toastmasters should be. It should be about helping others, about giving to others. And then you have perhaps not just this colleague or this staff of yours, but you have, you know other people coming to the club and their culture or their view of things was very different from yours. So I'm thinking, did you, how did you, you know, did you try to change their attitude? And if yes, uh, how did you do it? Oh, certainly, certainly I never tried to change attitude. I cannot do that. And it will not be successful. What I did, because I work with a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, Chinese, we're all Chinese, we speak the same language, the same culture, but the, the way we're brought, we brought up is very different. Uh, the way to do it is you you open your heart. Actually, we invite them to our home to have a dinner with us, and uh, then they then then we become then it's uh, it 
it's not changing. And then it's because it is becoming, we know each other better. We appreciate, we respect each other. I never intend to change anybody. And it will not, it will not work either. So I have a lot of great, great friends, great friends. Great friends because of that, because we do in the, in the, in the work we have is a, it's a long story. It can be very competitive because the way they're brought up is competitive. It's, you know, whether you die, I survive, you know, it's yes or no. You're either with me, you're against me. So there's nothing between. So, but at the end of the day, we, we all reach a common ground. So we all work in the same team. Uh, if we are successful, we all benefit. So that is then uh, finally I've, I've uh, reached, we will we'll be able to reach that status after being friends, being open, being trustworthy. And that only happened because when you have the trust, that will open, that will arrive. But only if you have the trust. Mm -hmm. I understand. If we, we think about the, the, let's say about the time when you started 15 years ago in, in Shanghai, what was, so your motivation was clear. You wanted to meet your colleagues across the board. What was the motivation of some of the, some of the other people who were joining your Toastmasters club? I think the, the, my colleague, the one, the lady I ex explained to you, I think that's a very typical one. They know the English because it, China is opening up a lot of opportunities, a lot of foreign invest institutions, and language is very convenient, probably like Czech or in some of Eastern Europe countries as well. Uh, of course, to get your angers, uh, it is the, the motivation to get ahead as soon as possible. And the pressure is so big because my, you know, say, oh, here's my classmate. He's having a car right now. This guy get promoted. This guy even starting to have a home mortgage. The extreme pressure. So people are just competing, competing for wealth to step ahead. And join Toastmaster is a great way of doing that because you, uh, for instance, if I am the staff in China, you will meet senior management, management people face to face. Interact with uh, uh, ordinary times. You will not even you will not be even to do that. And that opened the doors for you. So I think that explains the situation of most of people. Mm -hmm. Understand. Well, if you compare how those masters were working back then, 15 years ago, and back then you were you were in Shanghai. Today, of course, I know that now the meetings are online, but you're today you're based in Taipei, is that right? And you're also that's, physically. That's correct. I've been back for a long time, for a long mm -hmm. time. Yes. Mm -hmm. So how is the culture different or how is the working of Toastmasters different today in the club where you're now in Taipei compared to 15 years ago in Shanghai? What's the difference? Uh, oh, it's, it's a, wow, the difference is so big. Um, in Taiwan, it's much more relaxed. It's uh, probably uh, people, um, it is not fighting for survival. It is not trying to get ahead. It is. Uh, it is really. It's his leadership. It's uh, because they are. It is more people oriented. You would like to be friends with the people. You want to learn from people. It is not so single-minded. I'm going to go ahead with English and all that. Yes, that plays a certain part. But 
there there you go so a little bit more to the leadership to friendship to the uh, so it's a very very different environment it's much more friendly the Taiwanese people Chinese people in Taiwan are very relaxed because we are our economy is a certain status you don't well you you have a comfortable life well of course you have to strive if you want to be excellent but okay the but basic life is okay so it is not that competitive but then uh because it's free it, it, in Taiwan is totally free so you have all kind of uh uh a reader uh, so books uh, book study clubs for instance there are many many of similar self development uh courses clubs organizations and people are all kind of people are doing all this kind of thing the toastmasters are one of those people they are like-minded they like to self-develop they want to go to be better not richer but better so so these that's a total okay put it simply the Toastmasters I find I found a in China, in Shanghai when I was there. I was there for three years. Uh, I'm here to get money, not from Toastmaster, but the other ways. But from Taiwan, I'm here to grow myself, and that is the difference. Mm -hmm. I see. Interesting. I understand that over the course of your years in Toastmasters, you were also taking some leadership roles as at a club level, as a club officer, as a club yeah. president, I believe as well, right? Yeah, that's it, correct. What were, did you have any takeaways? Of course, I have, I understand you have this mind, mindset and attitude to, to give back and to help others. Was there also something beneficial for you from taking some of these officer roles? <sighs> Uh, if I may, I will share with you just something. It's so real, as we all Toastmasters, something I've learned just recently in the past few months. Uh, it's not, well, uh, well, let's put it in two ways. Why is it giving back? Yes, I, you know, I was a chief auditor, responsible. I report to the chairman in Taiwan. We have a HSBC in Taiwan. We have about 2,400 people. So it's a, no, it's relatively big organization um so actually i report to the chairman so it is mm -hmm. a, a very senior role in toastmasters so the, actually because of that i was selected i was you know recommended by the district director i, I served as the chief auditor i, I served as the audit committee chair oh, wow. for district 57 for consecutively two years mm -hmm. because so that is a great learning for me. I've learned, so I would like to share with you, that is very interesting experiences. You know, as an auditor, the bank auditors, uh, was well, internal auditors, but we have regulators auditors also. So, oh, it's totally different. When the auditors comes into the office, it is enemies. They want to kill you. So you want to defend yourself. You want to hide as much as possible. You will not reveal any information if it's not necessary. So it is like a thief, and you can try to catch me if you can. So that is an ordinary word. But it's totally different in Toastmaster world. And that was so inspiring for me. 
Of course, we, of course, as an auditor, we have a chair. We have three person. It's a, it's a committee. If you check with the Toastmaster guideline, that's three chair. It's a committee. I, I was the chairman, uh, but I chairman is only one of the auditors. So three, we work, we take equal responsibility. So we're jointly and severally responsible for the audit. So you have to get people together. So we all serve, no problem. We all serve, as you were saying, just saying earlier, to give that actually you receive much more. And that is something I really encountered. So I was, and you have the treasurer, the treasurer, of course, you you counter with the treasurer, and uh, we will go directly to to see the all the all the books. Of course, for Toastmaster, it's relatively simple. There's no balance sheet to look at it, so it's to it basically look at the profit and loss account. So how much money you have, how much money you have spent, are they being uh, duly authorized? How about the invoices? Are they uh, there's evidence? Are they clear? It's very quite simple and straightforward. The thing is, I was so, you know, and this is every single year, every year, the same thing. We have, I've been there for two years. We just finished last year's, uh, because it's ended in July, uh, in June, but in July, August, still, you have to close in the book. We just finished about uh, one, one month ago. We just signed for the report, the annual report. So you see these people, they are here to serve. I really respect no matter how, of course, we have different uh, different treasurers. Some are very experienced. They're excellent. And you have this auditor is impeccable, beautiful. And of course, there's a, but the thing, the other one we've met is, you know, she's just a housewife. She never done this before. So she is a, but the both are the same thing. They are all serve in the spirit of to the best they can. They have been very open-minded. They even asked me for the, the last experience once I left. Hey, George, you know, this is my problem. This is my problem. This is my, my problem. I don't know how to do it. In the real life, people will never do that because you are ex you're exposing your vulnerability. And that's where you're going to, we're going to check on you. No, they open. But this really reduced uh, the time so efficient. And you tell her that she will learn. So we have the, the, the recent one, we have the midterm. It was done. Now you go to the final, it's perfect. Because you just learn from it. So I've learned from this, really, you give a little bit, I receive so much more. You know, I, I hope the whole world can learn from that. It is the trust, it is service. It is a service, it's not for money. And I learned to respect, so much respect for for the treasurers and afterwards, it's wonderful. We, we pat each other on the shoulder because it was a really uh, excite, excitement, achievement. It, it actually is a lot of work uh, for the treasurer. And she was, she was so happy that we finished. And, and we are so happy also because we've done something together and without any motivation, any, you know, improper motivation we just we just serve and i i heard you know what uh, and when i whenever i finished the audit i signed for it i said my god if the whole world can learn from that how much better the world will become that is the experiences i have it's wonderful 
So I'm like, can I share with you another of, one? Of just course, please, please. Just, just, maybe, please, if you can remember, because there, just to the audit, I'm wondering, you know, to me, it was always a bit mystery. Like, because I think doing audit for most people, it's probably not the most exciting thing. That's, you know, on everybody's mind, wow, I'm going through an audit. So what was the, what is the motivation either for you or for the members of the team who signed up to be on the audit committee? Okay, that we didn't sign up. <laughs> Uh, that's the director. I said, hey, John, you're you're a chief auditor for such a huge bank. Can you serve it? Can you serve? Of course, we serve. And we are another, we have bank employees. They, they are all the bankers. And actually, we used to be in the same bank as well. You asked another lady, would you like to serve? She said, okay, we serve. And of course, uh, if you're right, you find the right person and it, and easily because this is something we do is the audit skill is not difficult at all so that's the thing is would you like to serve of course i would like to serve we're all toastmasters of course we like to serve mm -hmm. that's how so, it started so, so it was because it was for the community that you felt you were part of so yeah you were happy to uh, help out exactly exactly and it depends and you need to have a good district governor district director who knows people Yes, you really have to know people the strengths where they are and they find the people. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Thank you for the explanation. Uh, yeah. now, now for okay. your second story. I'm curious. Okay, a second story just recently, something I've learned. Uh, I've done my first pass. This is my second pass. I just did my second pass. Of course, in any pass, uh, there is the first project. It is evaluation and feedback mm -hmm. yeah right lucas right for whatever no yeah. matter what kind of pass you're taking it is always that's right it, it is always the same lucas can i ask you why do you think that is uh there and actually that is the first project after icebreaker it is very first of everything and of any path uh, well, obviously, just, there's a reason for that. Well, what do you think? I just checked. What yeah. do you think? Why they put it so ahead of everything and everywhere? I think it's important to get into the habit of incorporating feedback of others. And this project shows it. And I know the project gives you the freedom to choose whether you want to repeat uh, the same correct, speech correct. or do a new correct. one. And I think it's most Correct. useful to actually do the very same speech because it also makes you it makes you try what it's like yeah. to give a speech again that yeah. you already that you already gave before. Right. Okay. Thank you so much, Lucas. I would like to my thought. My thought. I would like to share with you my thought. I think that is the most important elements. I would like to repeat the most important element of the whole. Toastmaster journey. It is feedback. You know, you have to learn. You and that is really, and that is why it's in the first place. You have to be able, for instance, you have to be able to listen. Okay, you give a speech, you have feedback. You know, the second speech, you're going to improve on the feedback you have received. Right? So that is something you have, and that is the whole purpose of a Toastmasters. You learn something by receiving feedback and you prove on it. You know, there are people, you know, uh, uh, some of, uh, this is from my, from the international president, former inter uh, 
he uh, he is my in my club also. He was saying that uh, jokingly was oh this guy for instance this David forget it twenty years he has been that he's not going never going to go be be there. So if you do not that is something if you do not learn how to improve on your feedback. After 20 years, you'll be speaking the same speech. Your level <laughs> of fear is the same. It happened. It's not, it happened before because you, of course, it's difficult because you're your 70s or 80s is easy. But your score is 90, 95. You want to be 96, 97, it's very difficult. So that is so important if you, unless you learn to receive feedback, I improve on it. I take it very seriously, religiously. I improve that. It will not improve. It will not. As simple as that. And that is one thing. Another thing is uh, how to give feedback. That is another totally different uh, story. And this is something I've learned. Uh, I just recently learned in the past few weeks. And it was so inspiring for me. You know, I was trained. Um, in law, I'm a lawyer. I never practiced law, but I've trained us in law. In law, in legal terms, you are very competitive. Competitive. You always fight. And for instance, you know, it is conf confrontational. It's not rather than consultative, confrontational. That is a profession. Uh, all my life, I work with the foreign banks. Uh, in Taiwan, Chinese oriental culture are not like that. It's more harmony. You do not want to offend each other. That is more Chinese culture. But now you're in the Western culture. I work for British bank and German banks. Foreign banks is a very straightforward. Yes or no. Right or wrong. You just tell straight and it's very straightforward. Okay, I'll give you one example. And this is what I did. I learned. This example is uh, I recently gave. Uh, I don't know whether you remember that. Many of you may have gone through this uh this this project the project is how to use the knowledge you have gained from social media and the pilots to improve the purpose to improve the quality of your social media presence there's one of the projects like that here comes this gentleman of course he's uh he was saying that he was saying he he mis and misread the whole thing. It's actually it's easily you misread it. He misread it. He actually he made the difference between he was talking about the difference between the social media of his Instagram of his Facebook. What are the differences? He was talking about totally different thing. But actually, the whole project is about before and after. Before you have the age, what did you do and what happened before? How your social media has been enhanced and uh, please share us with the experience. He got it totally wrong. So I was there, but he's a, he's a very seasoned Toastmaster, speaks perfect English, everything, we're organized. He just got it wrong. You know, I was saying that, I will, and this is something I said, I said, hey guys, hey you, I just, this gentleman, hey, Hi, friend. Hi, David. You know, David, mm -hmm. if you are in a competition, a real competition, your score will be zero. Wow, that's tough. That is tough. I, <laughs> I, it gave me such a 
great satisfaction in saying that because your lawyer said you want to just hit to the button and whatever I said is true. So, you know, you, you can see these people, these people very arrogant. He says he's the best. I got to choose in my, my hand. I will let you know. I did that. But afterwards, I feel so sorry. I feel so bad for myself. For for, for a whole week, for a couple of days, immediately. I did not have this gentleman's uh, email. I asked for the, the club I served, the VPR, Vice President of Education. So I got an email. I immediately sent my apology. I said, please, I'm so sorry. Can you please forgive me? Accept my apology. Do you know what this guy come come back? David come back? He said, John, I never took it personally. It's okay. Thank you so much for your evaluation and you are right. See? So th this takes two takes two parts. The one who's giving, you know, I was always arguing myself. It, it, it well, we're providing a positive and mutual learning experiences. I always always say that. Of course, I'm telling the facts. These are the truths. This guy needs to know to improve. And the worst thing that I can do is wishy washy. I say all the strengths. He doesn't need it. He knows. He just want to wait areas for my improvement. Tell me. That's the whole purpose. I'm waiting for that point. Don't give me this sandwich thing. This, uh... So I was always saying, I am very supportive. And that's the purpose of uh, evaluation. But I missed one thing. You need to give positive and mutually uh, positive feedback. And part of, how can you be positive by saying that your score will be zero? Is mm -hmm. it, how can that be? So that is something I learned so much. But this is also something we can learn as a receiver. And don't take it serious. Don't take it personally. Just go go for it. And of course we. So and that for this, I then I really understand why this project feedback. And the evaluation is so important at the very top of every. It just can you imagine for this guy? For this, you have only given icebreaker. You have given a speech. You we are supposed to do the evaluation also of someone else. Yeah. Am I correct, Lucas? Right. So it doesn't. People and people don't understand why he doesn't even know how to speak properly. How can it be evaluation? <laughs> But they know, of course, they, they know he cannot be a valid, good evaluator. It's not possible. But this is, you You need to learn how to listen at the very beginning. So by doing that, time will not be wasted. Don't do it until 20 years later, because 20 years will be wasted <laughs> of your time, your club's time, and peers' time. And that is why I found, I found it just recently, that is the most important part in your Toastmaster journey. And that is why it was put as a very first topic immediately after icebreaker, no matter whatever pass you're going through. So mm -hmm. that is something I've learned. Mm -hmm. That's so good. That's a good takeaway. You know, Thank you. I, I'm, I'm thinking also about you, say, because you told them, 
if this was a contest, you would have uh, gotten zero points, which was true. Yeah. I believe that. But what would you do if you hear that? What would you do? Because well, would that would yeah. that hurt you? I think you know it really depends uh, because what you said was the truth first and second. It was important for David to know that if he didn't know, I think what can make a difference and what maybe that was the reason why you felt bad about it, but he didn't. I think what can make the difference is the intent with which it is said, right? Because if you tell him, well, if you if what's on your mind is. I really want to help this guy. I want him when he goes to the contest, I want him to get 100 points. That's why I must tell him now that with this presentation, he would get zero. So he has to know. That's like one kind of attitude. And maybe he took it like that. The other kind of attitude is, okay, now you, you're really arrogant and I think you think too much about yourself, but now you that's made it. a mistake and I'm going to let you know. <laughs> so I think that's, that's perhaps not that productive and i of course of course exactly. it happened to me as well that sometimes i gave this yeah. kind of evaluation and then i realized that yeah. i was feeling guilty because it's not uh, the right attitude yeah lucas i think that especially when we get more senior we get more experiences we're being invited more to give evaluations you know sometimes our ego becomes yeah. so big and it becomes so arrogant you know yeah. I, can i give you another example it of is course, true yeah. This is in District 67. I was uh, fortunate with some friends because we, we went to, a, uh, it, it is not in Taipei, in Taichung area. Actually, we have a big conference, annual conference there. Annual conference there. So actually, it's a competition. So I was spent with some friends and uh, actually they are comp competing in the conference. And this contest is about the evaluation. Since we're talking about feedback evaluation, this is national contest. District 67 for evaluation contest. And this gentleman is not Taiwanese, but I think he's from Canada. Mm -hmm. Of course, English is his is native tongue. And of course, and at the end of the day, cut the story short, he won the second prize. Mm -hmm. And there's one, another one which Taiwanese, English is not native uh, tongue, he won the first place. When you, of course, you go to the national level, you see all these competitors, they are good. They sing and dance and the smoke and mirrors. And it's intriguing every single moment. It's like a mini speech. When this event comes on the stage, wow, it's a show. It is so beautiful. Dazzling. It is dazzling. Both of them. Both are good. When you reach that level, you're always, you're, you're really the best. Yeah. So this friend, he was asking me, so John, why? Why do you think that I did not win the first prize? Of course, if you're from the performance point of view, excellent. Even better than the first one. Because it's his native tongue. He knows all the gestures, the pauses. So it's dramatic. It's beautiful. Well-structured. You name it. Mm -hmm. Then I say, you know what? The first one, your evaluation, it is about you. And the first one you gave the evaluation is about the speaker. And that is the difference. Mm -hmm. We are evaluator, it's not about us. It is all about the speaker. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, and if you are, you're really, and you're really meant to help the speaker to be better. And that is the whole purpose of evaluation. It is not about a personal show about how knowledgeable you are, how eloquent you are, or how arrogant you are. It's totally, and that is the difference. And that's something, I, and now I think back, this few, and, and that's really true. And when you do that, and people know that in their hearts, people yeah. can feel that. And that is the difference. The difference is so fine. At the end of the day, that is the difference. That made the difference. So that is the evaluation. I've, I've learned so much in this past few, few, few weeks. Mm -hmm. Can I share another story about oh, yes. evaluation? Yes, please. This definitely. Is, it's yeah, one of my favorite, is evaluation is one of my favorite topics. So Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah another one. And that is so true. I now because I learned this, uh, I learned. I really digest. I evolved. I learned in the hard way, and it's really made me feel very bad. You know now because people are that you 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 have certain personality. That certain personality will do this kind of thing, right? You want to change your personality? It's not easy. So I'm starting to change that, but that is a wonderful learning. So I now, when I was going through this process, I was thinking a few days back, a few years, quite a few years, five, six, seven years, I don't remember. I always I was evaluated. You know, you get, sometimes you get to be a general evaluator many times and the keynote speakers, you get, you know, your ego gets bigger and bigger. That's horrible. And that, this gentleman, his elderly gentleman, he must be, 50s, 60s, he has been a very senior Toastmaster member. You know what I said? But is it because elder, because you, I'm sure you met elder members and they didn't learn English that well. So they learn at a latter part of their age. So it, actually, their English is not, the pronunciation is horrible. So the, especially in English, you know, as us, it's not sec. We are taking a second language. The most important is to have the vowels correctly pronounced. Vowels are not correct, and this guy doesn't pronounce vowels correctly. When he talks, it's like he's a, he has something in his uh, his uh, have a bubble gum, have some some chewing gum in his uh, his chewing when talking. It's a wow. It is. Ah, uh, it is, you know what I said? Let me say his David. David, you know what? Please pronounce, uh, enunciate every single syllable nicely and clearly. And it is so painful for me to yeah. hear your pronunciation. Oh, wow. That must. That, that, that was must really. That, that hurts, right? Yes. That hurts. But it feels great. It feels great. Feels great. And it is truth. You know, dude, when I was like that, I was I was always thinking, self justifying, this is Toastmaster. I've given honest feedbacks so he can improve. I'm supportive. But I forgot the word positive. That really hurts, right? So that is, so now this is, so you're really, 
And the other day, uh, we I learned from one of the students. Student, uh, I, I'm a mentoring for a club, a, a campus club. So actually, during the summertime, they attend a club members of some some professional clubs, and uh, so it's online. So I was the mentor for that. So after I was attending that, after that we have a small gathering, now we talk about that. And this one is a very young, young junior, junior student or sophomore high school, university student. So this was the first time he's giving feedback. I've learned so much from him. He was saying that, John, you know what? I felt so Response. I feel responsibility. I need to be accountable for this speaker who's giving the speech because I, that is my responsibility. I feel accountable. So he's listening intensively, trying to do something for the speaker. And that is the right spirit to feel responsible. We're responsible for the growth of the speaker. And that is your sole responsibility. And that is something I've learned from him. It's so, it is so good. It's so true. And that is, should be the spirit whenever we do an evaluation. Someone has put their life into your hands. And we need to do it with uh, seriously, religiously, everything we can. And that was the spirit I learned. Lucas, I thought about another example about feedback. Can mm -hmm. I share with you? Of course, and please. This is also a true, true experience. Mm -hmm. You know EY, PwC? Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, EY. EY is one of the four large international firms, right? Accounting firms, consulting firms. Mm -hmm. So this is an EY, Taiwan. EY is Ernest Young, Taiwan, Toastmaster Club. Uh, I used to be a founder of a, uh, I founded uh, a bank, Toastmaster Club, which called ANZ. It's an Australian New Zealand bank in Taiwan. So we founded that club. So, and the, actually there are some, among the EY, uh, the banks, I forgot what, what is uh, the other one. So all these uh, all these professionals, and uh, they will have a professional uh, Toastmaster to meet with each other and to have a competitive competition. It, it is competitive. You are doing some presentation. Sometimes has everything to do with it, with the business business presentation. Then we will be uh, asked because at the end of the day, you know, these are professional businessmen. They need to learn that this is directly related to their business. So they and it uh, will become much much. Uh, straightforward because the time is very short you cannot say wish you watching a sandwich you did well and i wish you a good next time <laughs> directly point a one two three four five and how can you improve that you just go because we have no time for that mm -hmm. so that was the the thing uh, we attended so sometimes of course evaluator you sometimes and this time ey as one of their chief their senior partners to serve as one of the evaluators Okay. And actually, and this one who did, this is a lady, she was a president of ANZ, uh, of uh, EY, Ernest Young's uh, Toastmaster Club. She mm -hmm. made the presentation. Mm -hmm. And this 
senior partner after that, of course, give you feedback. This is how she said. I say, Mary, give this man, Mary. I am so disappointed by your wow. performance. I'm so disappointed. And it was such, you know why? But, but she's speaking as a boss. And of course, she should be every reason to be disappointed because if you want to win a bit, she will never get it because she did not prepare well. And you're, you're talking about, and so you're losing faith. You know, feel among the other bankers of prime institutions. You, know, you look very bad. EY, total EY looks very bad. But she's not Toastmaster. The Toastmaster should never, a good Toastmaster should never do that because we give positive, positive, positive feedback. This, but this, you know, you can see the, how different the word is. The different with the, even auditing and the old word, people want to hide. And it's a, catch me if you can. The other one is really honest. You're pouring your heart, you want to help. That's the difference, right? It's not competitive, and that is the difference. So, and you know what? This president has never shown up again. Never in the Toastmaster team. Never. That's the end of it. Mm -hmm. So uh, you learned. So we learned that how important. How what a tremendous responsibility to be an evaluator, especially for senior members like us. Mm -hmm. uh, we are all human beings, and sometimes you get bigger. Your ego gets so big, and you become arrogant. And and it, it is time to learn to learn to learn from the young people who give their just give their first evaluation. I am responsible. I am nothing. I'm here. I just want to help. I'm nothing. There's no ego here. I want to help because I am responsible for that. So I learned that. This is something by learning the past few few weeks, and uh, I think it's profound to me. And yeah, it shows that we can always learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what what you described the situation what this made me realize is that okay so if we if we go to work we all have we i mean sometimes depends on the work culture of course but i think in general we are prepared that we will have to be competitive that we will have to be like you know raise our guard and put our like you know this mask of being invulnerable but i think the thing with toastmasters is you like you put your you, you know you because if you're about to give a speech about something personal that already you are like undressing yourself a little bit and you're giving trust to the other people who are in the club that they will they will not hurt you and i think i think that's what allows this learning experience because people are not afraid to say what's really on their mind because they know that they will not be hurt. So it's important not to break this trust by give it like even saying true words, but saying it without empathy and without uh, right. a intent to help. Excellent. That's what a what a wonderful conclusion. You are if you are you are my evaluator, I'll be so 
appreciative for what you said. You just made the conclusion of everything, and it is so true. It is so true. I think the word is empathy. That is so true. I am not really, I'm not a very empathetic people. Whenever I say, okay, that's his problem, not my problem. I said my thing. Whatever happens, his problem. <laughs> yeah. It's so painful for me to listen to whatever you said. I've said my thing. It's your problem. It's not my problem. You know, that is lack of empathy, something I want to learn. Hopefully, I can improve over the years. Uh, you know what I'm, what I'm wondering, because as I told you, in our district, most people who are joining Toastmasters are, let's say, at the start of their career, let's say between 25 and 35, whereas you, when you joined Toastmasters, you were already in a very senior role. You had an international assignment in Shanghai coming from Taiwan. Um, and you also said that for the, your employees in Shanghai, it was a good way to meet senior staff. And also after, you know, since you were already some time in the Toastmasters organization, you also know that it is, there is some hierarchy, right? That there are club presidents and there are these area directors and governors and all that. And what I'm curious about is you, after, you know, having successful career in banking, having very senior management role, then you come to an organization and you're meeting group of people where all this doesn't actually matter because, you know, there's a whole new organization, there's a whole new hierarchy and there's a whole new group of people who are in charge. How, how was that for you to start an okay. organization from the, okay, from the okay. beginning? Excellent question, Lucas. You know, this is another, this is about the leadership. You know, I will start with uh, our international president, George Yen. He's from Taiwan. If you check on the website, you'll be able to find that he's the only one from Taiwan being a Toastmaster international president. It's not easy at all. So George was always saying, he was saying, you know, because you, you really have to compete for the position. There's a lot of people competing for that, and you have to compete. Your arena is in the United States. They're very senior people. You really have to compete. And he has a, one of his mentors, a former uh, international president, tell him that. He will tell him what, and this I always remember. He said, George, this is not about you. By running the president of Toastmaster International, George, it is not about you. So that's what he said. He didn't say what, what it's about. The way I look at it, of course, it's not about you. It is about Toastmaster International. It's not about you. That's the whole purpose. Uh, I, I don't know how to, you know, and, and, yeah, well, let, let's put it in the way. There are always something bigger than us bigger than us. Value, for instance, you know, Toastmaster, we have, we have the respect, integrity, service, and excellence. That is our core value. I think this that, that's something bigger, much bigger than, than you. You know, when I enter into this, uh, the hierarchy for me, you know, the way I look at it, you know, and, and this I agree totally with uh, George, our international president, he was saying, hey, John, it is a servant organization. You know, it's like a pyramid. It's a pyramid, and he is on the very top of the pyramid, the top of the pyramid. But Toastmaster is not 
the organization in the outside world is different. How different it is? The pyramid is reversed, reverse pyramid. Actually, he's not on the top of the organ of the hierarchy. He's on the bottom. You serve, you know, you serve the people. It's servant leadership. For instance, I was a district governor. I was never a district. I was a area governor, area, area. So what do you do? You serve the people. You serve the clubs. As a, as a VP education, you serve your members. It is serve. So it's not a hierarchy. The hierarchy should be reversed. Actually, you serve. The more responsibility you have, the more people you serve. That's totally different. Yeah, that that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Understand. So yeah, that that's is so. In other words, a hierarchy really, really, you know, you don't go to Toastmaster to to fear achieve by going through this hierarchy. Do it outside. You can be the president. That do it outside. Do it outside. To hear is people to serve. It's totally different. It's totally different. So hierarchy. I, I, I so I treat. You know, I talk to the president. I talk to the the district governor. You are serving me. You are you are serving me. It equals. So you, don't don't give me this arrogance. And people don't give this. And actually, those people are serving that position. They are serving. To be able to even in that position, yeah, I think I think that's I think that's good for that's good food for thought, and that's probably that's probably the right attitude. And maybe that's that is the difference between the people who come to Toastmasters after already having accomplished what, like you know, after having having some success in their career outside compared to perhaps you know to the people and many of us here in 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 the wild east of europe who for whom like get toastmasters is actually the first possibility of getting a real leadership position right so if somebody joins a corporation at the age of 25 and they also join a toastmasters club they will be a division director much earlier than they will be leading a team of 20 people at work so actually, the serving uh, and if they they learn the trick and actually Toastmaster is really about the leadership. You learn the trick of serving, uh-huh. uh, you will go very very fast. And this is the uh, this is the new theory for the HR also. It is about serving your people, uh, about en- employee engagements, and that's how you can get engage your employee. Well, isn't uh, I can go for hours for that, but. You know, whoever who got it, he will go very fast. Mm-hmm. Serve the people you you manage. You you are a neighbor, okay. In, in the series, in the management series, you can either be the boss. Mm-hmm. You tell them, and certainly this is not in Toastmaster. You be the boss. You say you do whatever I do. I monitor, I control. That is the boss. Another one is the coach. I help you, coach. Another one is partners. We are partners. We all do it together. Mm-hmm. And third one is a neighbor. I make things happening. Mm-hmm. So in Toastmaster leadership, is aside from the boss, is all about we are partners, mm-hmm. we coach each other, we make things happen together. Mm-hmm. 
that's a leadership in Toastmaster, but certainly not a boss. Forget it. You want to get the satisfaction being hierarchy, don't come here. Mm-hmm. Personally, I will, first of all, I'll be the first one to say no. No, you are here to serve us. Uh-huh. I do not owe my loyalty to you. I owe my loyalty to Toastmasters, not you. You are here to serve us. Now, for those who don't get this rights, he will not be successful in Toastmasters, and he will not be successful in his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just like the lie where you say, if you're going, if you're coming to to climb in a hierarchy, don't come here. That's something that should be shared in this district leadership committee email that you know is always sent to the presidents and vice presidents of education when we are inviting people to apply for the district leadership positions. Sure. Excellent. So we have a lot of, a lot of good material. So maybe the very last question. Um, yeah. What's next for you? What's the one thing that you learn that you're looking to learn next in Toastmasters? I want to win the national championship of public speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, know, you know what? In the past 10 years, uh-huh. every single time I attend the speech contest, I never, I always failed, but I always come back uh-huh. because you learn so much in the process. I, the best we go in the division level, I, I failed. I could never even, the area level, okay, fine. But division level, I was, I always failed. Mm-hmm. Not mentioning the district level. So I will always, that is my goal. But, you know, I, the, the, I may never achieve it, never be able to achieve it. But in the process, I'm going to have so much fun I'm going to learn so much. And that mm-hmm. is my goal. Mm-hmm. I understand. So you take it part of the journey and the journey is journey is the fun. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for the time. This was excellent. Sure. I, I enjoyed talking to you. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I did. It had a very different flavor from all the previous interviews, I think. So how do you like it? Was it refreshing? Was it unusual? How was it? Let me know. As for activities for this week, the next time you are asked to give feedback, ask yourself, am I doing it because I want to honestly help the person or am I doing it to make myself feel good? And if it's the second case, maybe you can think of a way how you can make it actually helpful to the person to whom you're getting feedback. Well, that's it for today. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or other podcasting services. Because this way, you will get a convenient notification every time a new episode is published. Until then, cheers. Cheers.